I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast. I'm Ian and this morning, as ever, I'm joined by Mr. Ben Barrett and Dave Coates, fresh from a trip to South Gloucestershire where he's witnessed five goals go in for Yeovil Town. Um, if Ben was a positive omen before, uh, perhaps Coates, he needs to get on the road and go everywhere now after that afternoon. I have now adopted the title of polit- positive podcaster Polly. From Ben, <laughs> who I hope will not become negative Nelly. I couldn't think of something to go in between that, but no negative Nellies here. I can't imagine Ben ever being a negative Nelly. No, I can't imagine so. So, yeah, just call me Polly. <laughs> <laughs> what is it you said, uh, Dave? Uh, we're on for the quadruple. Well, uh, I think that is factually correct, isn't it? <laughs> we're still in with a shout of the league, the cup, the trophy. And the Somerset Premier Cup, that obviously being the big one, the, the last one. It's there. all mathematically possible. It is. And it's until it's impossible, it's possible. So, <laughs> <laughs> getting all theological again now, aren't we? But, but how, yes. How was your afternoon at Yake Town? It was all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was very FA Cup first round day. 
Um, so there was uh, some very impressive trees, I have to say. If you're a fan of a conifer, then uh, get yourself down to Yate Town. There's plenty of them about. There was potholes in the car park. There was uh, a temp temporary everything up everywhere. We weren't allowed in the clubhouse. Uh, it was, yeah, it was Sounds very... Sounds like going to Hewish Park. Okay, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was quite similar, actually, yeah. Not so many conifers there, I don't think, is there? But, um, no, but perhaps yeah. not. No, it was uh, it was good. It was obviously a long way from from where I started the day, but um, a seven hour round trip, roughly, roughly speaking, and uh, got to watch about a gazillion fireworks on the uh, on the way on the drive back up the M6. I think I probably inhaled an entire Catherine wheel just driving up the motorway. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was quite something. I wonder why fireworks are quite that close to the motorway, but there we go. Yeah, well, we talked about what happened at, on the M5 a few years ago. Yeah, Doesn't yeah. You wonder. Was, yeah, there were no bonfires. I think that might have been a bonfire, but um, but there was there was a lot of fireworks going off. I don't think it was, uh, you know, Adi Yusuf being welcomed uh, back to Birmingham. Is he from Birmingham? I thought he was from around that neck of the woods. But I thought he was from Tanzania. Oh, well, originally maybe. Yeah, yeah. I thought he. Uh, I thought he grew up in the Birmingham vicinity. I could have that wrong, but um, but yeah, it was. Uh, well, it it was strange because it was a bit of a weird atmosphere because it was an open air temporary stand. It was a little bit sort of like overcast and and and, and drizzly, and the game was kind of over before it really got started well for them anyway <laughs> you know as an fa cup tie you kind yeah. of think you kind of think to yourself that uh oh you, you know the, the home crowd gets up a bit don't they as the you know the plucky minnows go barreling into their um uh, to their opponents but we kind of killed it after what was it seven minutes and uh, with the first goal from i still don't know who scored that goal <laughs> uh, i mean at the time i thought it was dale gorman um, and then someone told me it was Matt Worthington. And now it seems like it's Jack Robinson. But watching the replay about five times, I still think Adi Yusuf might have got it. So uh, I still don't know who scored that goal, but somebody <laughs> scored it after seven minutes. So um, there was a bit. In. At least it went in. Exactly. Yeah. And there was a uh, there was a bit of a, a sort of a, a, a gathering of supporters behind the goal um, at their end. Which I have to say, I mean, commented before, didn't we, about how big that pitch is. That is a very big pitch. It's very wide and it's it's very long. I mean, you know, we can make jokes about uh, my aging eyesight if you like, but um, we uh, that 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 was a long way to the to the other end of the pitch. So, um, but they they never really got an opportunity to to get behind, create an atmosphere, that kind of thing, and then and and then the game was uh, the game was dead. Um, and then obviously Charlie Wakefield um, with a second, not not soon after. Who, having watched the, um, the the replay again, excellent pass from Jordan Barnett to pick him out. Uh, I mean, and I, I'll qualify everything I'm saying about this game by saying yes, we were playing against probate lawyers and HGV drivers and all the rest of the things that the FA Cup bring with us. I think they did actually have a probate lawyer in, in midfield <laughs> uh, along with an HGV driver. But um, but yeah, uh, it, you know, you still got to beat them, haven't you? And they were talking to their fans, a couple of their fans um, beforehand. They, they were in decent form in league form. And so uh, we, we we had to do something to, to beat them. And I was very impressed with uh, with Charlie Wakefield, I have to say, I put in my five conclusions that I might be going a bit 
Ian Perkins with him. Don't fall in love with footballers. You fall in love with uh, with the man on the other wing. And, is it uh, his uh, post-match interviews that just... Is that what you like about him? I didn't... I haven't even listened to his post-match interview, <laughs> to be honest with you. The thing I like about him in the... Uh, we were we were discussing the, uh, the, the uh, legend of Michael McIndo was being trotted out on the terraces, which I think might have been drawn from our little conversation that we had the other day. But... Um, but yeah, he uh, he just picks the ball up and he just runs with it. And I remember thinking that first time I saw him at Aldershot. Um, and every time I've seen him, you just thought, he just doesn't stop. He is just relentless. And like I say, admittedly, at the end of the, you know, the end of the match against some tiring legs, I'm sure, um, he he was just murdering them um, down, down that side. And that's the other thing. I mean, again, against a, a lesser opposition, let, let, let's admit, but... Can we do anything about widening the pitch at Hewish Park? Because they seem to love it. I mean, Dan Moss and uh, and Charlie Wakefield in particular, I know, were just marauding up and down one side, Jordan Barnett down the other side. So, yeah, we can do anything about giving them a bit more space. I think they'd, um, think they'd enjoy that. The pitch, 90 to 45 degrees and play the other way. Put the goals on the halfway line really <laughs> wide. I like it. Yeah, yeah. That, and, and it's less to travel, isn't it? So, exactly. you know. If you're in a stand, you know, eyesight isn't a problem, is it? So there you go. I assume they could just, you know, there are certain like limits, aren't there? So this is purely based on football manager, how you can set the maximum <laughs> size pitch. I'm sure they could, you know, no, they said print the pitch then, but you don't print it, do you? So... <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure you don't print it. No, no. Print us a new pitch, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think that's why we had so much? Do you think that's why we scored a few goals because of the width of the pitch? Like, is I, there is there something in that, or you know, the whole probate lawyers and HGV drivers thing well, is a big part of it too? Yeah, I mean, they, to be fair to them, I, I don't think really got going. I I, I sense from listening to what was their uh, sort of fans and uh, a manager said afterwards that that probably wasn't their best per- their best performance. But you've got to give credit to us because I think Darren Sell spoke before the game. We've got to be ruthless and professional, he said. And that's exactly what we were. I mean, we, we killed him within, I don't know when that third goal went in, the, the penalty. But 29th minute. 29th minute. I mean, it was it was probably over after the second. Uh, it was definitely over after the third. Um, they just looked finished by that point. So we... We, I think we did a we did a bit of a job on them, and I mean, we we were never going to win, were we? It was always going to be um, if we'd have lost, it would have been oh, you know, we've been giant killed. We've done that to a few teams in the past, and if we'd have won, it was like oh well, you should be winning against HGV drivers and probate lawyers. <laughs> but um, uh, but you know, we did everything that that, that we had to do, and uh, yeah, defensively we still look very uh, very good as well. Their strike is probably left a little bit to be desired. Uh, one of them tried, I think, with both hands to put the ball in the net. But, um, uh, yeah. Oh, is that the one that, we had to do? that went in and then everyone, then they announced yeah. it had gone in and everyone was like, it's not gone in. On the radio, they certainly said, well, we're pretty sure oh, it's not yeah. a goal. Well, it definitely went in the net, but yeah, then the referee the ruled end. it out. I don't think a linesman did, though. I don't think a linesman saw it, but because we were right behind the goal and the goal was right up to the away end, you're sort of like looking looking round and you could see, I think he yeah, sort of like shoved it, shoved it into the net. So um, there we go. 
but they they blazed one over just before that as well from a from a good chance. But um, but yeah, I, I they they were it was done by by uh, half an hour. I thought it was interesting you said that the Michael McKindo stuff was because of our influence. We appear to be a bit of influencers <laughs> after all the uh, tequila chat yesterday. We're going to address this that we are molding the content <laughs> of the Town Football Club. Did you get a chat going? Clevo uh, and I did try. We did try. <laughs> we were giving it. Da, 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 da. No one was trying. Right. Very weird place to get uh, try and get in that atmosphere. No cover on anything, so it was. Uh, everyone was quite spread out behind the goal as well. So um, you either had to be right up against the pitch to sort of like see properly, or you know, brought your own step to be able to stand up. Now, were you? You got tickets for. <laughs> I can not, say this now, can't I? Not I got, the I got away a ticket end. for the for the yeah for the for the home end, yeah. But you ended but, up in the away end. Yeah, well, I just walked through the turnstile, gave the man my ticket, he tore it off, and I walked through. <laughs> so <laughs> I know I never told him anything, and he never told me. But let's just say I wasn't the only person who did that. There no, were no. plenty of plenty of other people who did it as well. So I don't know how many of us there was. I, I mean, I'd guess there's some four hundred ish. I'd have thought. Um, mm. And I think someone said we have 350 tick, no, normal tickets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to, get, to go back to the influencer point though, Ben, it does Dale Gorman from 12 yards, is that a tequila moment? I, I think it's got to be at least outside the box. It's a shot. A shot. It's a shot. <laughs> it's a bit of a freebie shot, but it's I a think shot. Boreham Wood was probably a tequila moment, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. Well, that was pre-tequila though, wasn't it? Yeah, that was pre-tequila. No, <laughs> why have I missed that one? <laughs> How have I missed that? Nod him away. Yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, and uh, and, it, and the, the other thing that was good to see from the penalty was um, Adi Yusuf grabbed the ball and he wanted the penalty. It got overruled by Dale Gorman in the end, but um, he's he had a bit of a difficult. Again, it, it was a long way <laughs> to see exactly what he was doing. He was getting a bit of grief from the home fans, I think, um, at, at one point. He seemed to be, you know, trying to muscle him around. And, you know, he was, he was doing a lot of running. He didn't really seem to um, uh, to get a great deal. So it was you know, a testament to his confidence that he picked the ball up and, and, and wanted to take it. And given his penalty that we saw him take at Weymouth, I think um, he'd have backed him to, uh, to score. But... Um, yeah, he, he got his goal in the end, didn't he? Would he have did. been would have been difficult for him to miss. Have you seen the goals now on the... Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Some was nice, difficult. wasn't it? Yeah. Big, big ball into the box, wasn't it? And, and a couple of occasions, um, uh, Josh Thornton and Luke Wilkinson did it when he came on as well. The defenders sort of keeping the ball alive in the penalty area when they were up there for set pieces. Um, but Josh Thornton definitely did that for that. That was the fourth goal, wasn't it? Um, and uh, and banged it across. And Addy was, um, yeah, he was in the right place. So, yeah, I don't know how many inches he was from the goal line, but it wasn't <laughs> many. Um, but he was there and he turned it in. So, um, so yeah, he did his no goals, no sleep celebration. So he was happy, I think. And uh, I think his, uh, I think his family were there. I think, uh, lots of families seemed to be there yesterday. Um, uh, some uh, was a manager mentioned Sonny. Blues, yeah. the family were there as well, and Ruben Reed was there. He's basically my family. So um, <laughs> was Ruben there with his family? 
Uh, he was there because when uh, I when I watched the preseason game at Taunton, his wife and kids were there. There might have been as well. a child with him. I can't I can't yeah. really remember. The one thing that I do remember thinking because it's the first time I've seen Ruben Reed this season was there is a lot less of him uh, than there was last season. He was a bigger yeah. figure, shall we say, last season. There's a lot less of him now. You know, even he hasn't been uh, obviously been playing, but. If he lost some weight over the summer, he's 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 kept it off, and he had a big puffy you know jacket on and everything. Yeah, but you could tell that there was, uh, you know, there was there was less of him. So uh, I didn't go over and discuss with him about Did you go and the feel his thing. feel his bicep. <laughs> no, <laughs> pat no. him on the tummy. Oh, there's less of you now. Yeah, not allowed to do that since the court case. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So good to see Addy score, and then good to see Sonny score as well. And his was a nice, um, you know, cultured finish as well, like Charlie Wakefield's was, to be fair. Um, and um, there was a, there was a little corner routine that I noticed happened in the um, uh, in the first <laughs> for the first goal and for the fifth goal. I'm laughing because because Clevo was uh, just before we scored the first goal they had a corner and to be fair we didn't do a great job of getting it away and clevo was there was like, oh, come on this is yeah it was like <laughs> doing is having a clevo and then and then they played a low corner in for the uh you know to the edge of, edge, edge of the box and he kind of went oh, like that and then we scored so uh, and then we we did the same thing from the um uh, we did the same thing for the fifth goal as well. So, uh, yeah, that seemed to be a little bit off the training field that seemed to um, seem to work. So whether to do it again or not, I don't know. But it uh, it did the job. And, yeah, good to see Sonny and uh, and Yusuf on, on the score sheet. If, if we could have picked a, a, a way for that FA Cup game to go, you'd have almost done it copy and paste in the way it did. After the eight games in whatever short period of time it was, in October, what you needed was the game to be over early for your two returning centre-backs to get some game time each, for a clean sheet, for your striker to score, for goals to be shared around. You wouldn't want to win 5-0 and one person get all five. So the goals have been shared around. We've got five goals and about nine goal scorers if you go with all the first one. So in terms of ticking the boxes, is, is the only negative that Jack Robinson appears to be a little bit injured and may miss a little bit of time? He was some concern as to you know how he's been his ankle so if that's the only negative in the hat and all the rest of it job done and is about as a perfect FA Cup tie as you could have asked for really yeah I think given the what it could have been and uh we were hearing in the lead up to it that you know yeah they're in decent form in the league and they you know they've the magic of the cup and all of this so yeah we I say uh, we 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 couldn't win whatever whatever happened. Um, we, there was it was going to be either oh well they're only a part time team or um, you know you've been you've been giant killed. So I think we did absolutely everything that we could have done, should have done. Like I say, job well and truly done. I think the manager said Robinson would be okay for next week. Yeah. So, but, but obviously they they had the chance to to take him off and not take a risk. So yeah. if he's just going to have a bit of a rest, he'll miss the Somerset Premier Cup game, which I'm sure he is gutted about. Um, <laughs> Larkle's the big one, mate. I was being told yesterday, Jake, Jake from the Green and Whites was saying to me, Larkle is the place to be. I think it's just because he likes to wind me up about not going to Somerset Premier Cup games, but which he goes to. So. 
if, if he's going and wants to write five conclusions, he's more than welcome to because none of us are going. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's Wednesday night, isn't it? Is that Wednesday night? Tuesday Wednesday night. night. Wednesday, yeah. We'll keep we'll, yep. we'll we'll keep an eye out for that. Um, but that is that feels like a lot of boxes ticked, <laughs> safely done into the next round. Um, who do we want round two? Because you know for a fact we're getting Barrow away. <laughs> they still in it, Barrow. Yes. Who's the who's the at home? Boxed in. Are they the lowest ranked team now? Are they? Well, they're one of the smaller teams. I think. Yeah, I think them, them beating York was considered a shock. So. Right. Gilling them out as well, aren't they? Gilling them out. Gilling them. Not sure. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, do you mean? Do you mean Gilling them? London, Gillingham. So yeah, there are they're out. There was a couple of shocks. York got dumped out by um Buxton, Buxton. as you said. Uh, Lincoln avoided a bit of an upset. Bowers and Pitsy only went one nil. Took the time to get that goal. Kidderminster to beat Grimsby. There we go. There was the other upset yeah. I was looking for. And Solihull held somebody to a draw as well. Wigan. Wigan, that was it. So yeah. that was a bit of a that'll need a replay. What about Rovers at home if they beat if they went through at Oxford? Oh yeah, of course. We're recording this before a whole bunch of Sunday games, aren't we? Yeah. Um, Stratford at home. Oh god. <laughs> Why would that? What would that? What significance would that have? It's just a. It's just a. They're just friends, right? Just, yeah. just friends. <laughs> um, moving on. The Max May Derby. <laughs> Bring it on, the Max May Derby. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> yes. I think Ben and I would have boxed in away, wouldn't we? Boxed in away would be a nice one. Um, I'm just trying mm. to see. I, I don't want Halifax. They scored seven yesterday. They're crazy guys. Mm. Uh, who else should we have? We, we, I mean, we're going to get Carlisle or Barrow or Hartlepool. I take Doncaster. Go to Donny. That'll be fine. Be nice to have a throwback tie, wouldn't it? Like, say we Blackpool in the Championship now, or are they in Championship? Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, Bolton away. One of these ones that's like... Oh, yeah. Evokes yeah. the history of the cup. Cardiff. Yeah. Cardiff Championship now, aren't they? Um, yeah. Although, that said, I'd like a nice easy one just so we give ourselves the best possible chance of a big money game in the third round. Cheer on St Albans today against Forest Green then, shall we? I hope yeah. for the best. We're all St Albans. <laughs> All St Albans, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's the, so. That's the weekend that we were meant to play South End. So that's going to have to be rearranged. That's that one done, I think. Do you know, I, I I had a dream. I did have a dream. Yeah, that the South End was moved to like the Wednesday after that time. Unless unless that has actually <laughs> happened, or whether I whether I dreamt it. That is a bit. Uh, the lesser, the lesser heard Martin Luther King speech. That one. <laughs> I had a dream. So, <laughs> oh yeah, let's not try that one. <laughs> um, I thought the manager's post-match was um, interesting that he talked about Luke Wilkinson and he thought that Luke Wilkinson was timid in his half. Did you? What did you see? Did you see anything that? Could you see anything that made you think he was timid? <laughs> uh, I don't. So the only 
time that I noticed Luke Wilkinson, other than when he came on the pitch, obviously, um, was when he went bombing down the right wing and then, um, like I say, kept the ball in play and, and I banged it into the box. So I don't remember seeing him um, a great deal um, when he did when he did come on. He was at the other end from where we were at, um, at, at that point. Uh, Morgan Williams uh, got quite a lot of praise from the um, the manager as well, didn't he? And did yeah. everything he had to do quite well, I thought. Um, but against uh, postmen and butchers, bakers and candlestick makers. <laughs> um, so uh, I don't know if there was a candlestick maker. Do people even make candlesticks yeah. anymore? I don't so know. They're made in China now, aren't they? Yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> no, that would have been a long commute for that game, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the uh, but yeah yeah but he, they, they 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 did all right. I don't really know what he meant. I mean, there's not a great deal timid about um, Luke Wilkinson, is there? Generally speaking, but yeah, he's a manager. If he thought he was timid, he was timid, I guess. But um, yeah, it was it was certainly good to see the two of them come come off the bench. And um, I mentioned in my five conclusions thing that the um, it was good to see some quality coming off the bench as well. I mean, we brought on who's Sun, Sonny, Wilco, um, Quigley and Bradley and Toby Stevens as well. So, you know, for a paper thin squad that we've got, that's not bad players to be bringing off the bench. And you, other than, I mean, Williams had obviously come back after a long injury, didn't he? But um, I don't think there's... It looks all right at the moment. I mean, you know, suspensions and injuries will inevitably come our way. But um, I thought, I thought it, it looked good to be able to bring those kind of players off the uh, off the bench. And Sonny obviously made a difference. Um, quickly, oh, Jesus Christ, that was one thing I was going to say. It was a guy called Joe Joseph Hall who came on. He must have been like six foot. I don't know, nine, something like that. He was huge, absolutely <laughs> huge. Described him as um, Hugo Rodriguez stood in Miracle Grow. He was like, <laughs> honestly, he was enormous. He stood next to Joe Quigley, and Joe Quigley looked quite small in comparison. Is he, uh, he's a top shelf stacker at Tesco. Yeah. Well, they came on, people started singing the Adams Family uh, theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he was he was huge. That's terrific. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't get tequila going, but... No, but yeah. For those who didn't know, the Adams Family theme tune. Yeah, yeah that isn't it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's as far as we got. But yeah, he was, he was very tall. He was probably Hugo kind of size, I think. Are you a Yeovil Town fan? Do you want to help shape the future of Yeovil Town Football Club? The Glovers Trust exists to give Yeovil Town fans a democratic voice in the running of the club. Our aim is to strengthen links between the club and the local community it serves, and to engage with as many Yeovil supporters as possible. So, join the Trust today, and together we can build a stronger Yeovil Town Football Club. To find out more and to become a member, visit glovers-trust.co.uk and follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. I think it's weird that we didn't fill our bench. We didn't stick a kid on there. We only had six. Yeah. And they didn't have a game, did they, the under-18s? No. Not mm. A bit strange. And apparently, according to Flash scores, Town had nine on their bench. I can't imagine that's correct. Um, and on the team sheet, when you looked at... 
the thing they posted on social media, they had a load of subs, and they read them all out on BBC Somerset as well. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, we only had six. We used every single one of the outfield players. Poor Max Evans sat on the bench by himself at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Little bit, little bit of a shame we didn't have someone else there. I did think that was the kind of game where you think, go on, chuck a, chuck a kid on for those last ten minutes. I know we gave Toby Stevens some time, but give, give someone else a go as well. But I do wonder if we're going to see a similar sort of. I, I assume Williams and and Wilkinson will start on Wednesday, and then probably be brought off for a kid. But he did allude to it in his pre-match that the subs would probably start. So I'd imagine Evans, Bradley, Low Everton, Quigley, Stevens, and Wilkinson are all in line for a start against Larkle and then they'll fill the rest with whoever needs it and then go from there. Do you reckon he'll um, split Williams and Wilkinson up again? Because if you think the last Premier Cup game we played Wilkinson, uh, Williams and Hunt the whole time and then Williams ended up getting injured after it at the end. So Yeah, possibly they might, they might flip it around and give Wilkinson slightly longer than half and give Williams time to come back I, I guess it's all about who you want for Eastley Max Hunt comes back in I wonder if Max Hunt might even get a few minutes on Wednesday because he hasn't played hasn't played yesterday so I guess it's all about what he wants for what he wants for Eastley yeah big game next week Eastley I think the return of Tom Whelan and Michael Kelly mm, Mr Kelly some good uh, dead ball um Ability mm. there, isn't there? I seem to remember Michael Kelly being all right from a dead ball as well. But Tom Whelan definitely is. Yeah. They've got a decent record against us as well, haven't they? Because it's just down the road. So, mm. yeah. It was our first our first game under the Darren Saal era, or our first home game in the Darren Saal era was against Eastley. Courtney Duffer scored in like two minutes. Oh, yeah. You that right. was it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And there was enough, and we just defended for the rest of the game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. A massive defender, Reader Johnson, I think, was. Oh yeah, he was at Wednesday, wasn't he? he was Sheffield Wednesday? A giant at the back. Um, yeah, so that'll be a see how we've progressed and how they've progressed in the last three seasons. Was there anything else from uh, your afternoon that you? I Burger the... was. Oh, yeah, Burger I would say a three out of seven. If I could have half points, I'd have given it a three and a half, but I can't. So I will give it a three out of seven. But Craig McCann did ask me to point out that there was no Bovril. So it was a zero out of seven for him. So no Bovril at all. So if you're a fan of thin, salty gravy, then um, (laughs) Gate Town is not the place for you to go, I don't think. Thin, salty gravy. Is that what it says on the... That they're like slow. I think that's how they sell it. Yeah, Bovril. you can tell them in in in, in marketing, can't you? <laughs> Bovril, be... thin, salty gravy. <laughs> they'll be uh, <laughs> they'll be snapping me up, won't they, to head their next campaign? I think they might. I yeah. think they might. That's the Christmas advert sorted. <laughs> <laughs> that... If you do, if if anyone does have a marketing contact at Bovril and they want to sponsor <laughs> the Glamour's cars, exactly. Yeah, we've we, we, we've got them all. The famous, the famous Bovril Christmas advert. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing it. That's a good point. Is Bovril like the one product that you don't see advertised anywhere other than at football? It, it sells itself, really, doesn't it? Do you think? But, yeah. There's a very, 
very specific audience for Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it 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 kind of has the meat-based drink market monopolized somewhat. <laughs> Doesn't really need to have a massive advertising campaign, if truth be told. If I was to go and ask Katie if she wanted a cup of Bovril, I think she would say, "What is Bovril?" You think? Yeah. Is I'll it? Uh, is it? Uh, it, well, it can't be a northern thing, can it? Because it's it's no. very popular in the north of England. I have to say, you rarely go to a football match in North England don't see Bovril. Do you think it's just a, a football, a football thing? Maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just been served at football games since like the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. What are the origins of Bovril? Maybe we'll get Craig McCann to write us a Glover's blog about that. Well, I've just loaded up Wikipedia, actually. All right. Oh, hang mm. on. Wait a sec. Right. Get on the edge of your seats, listeners. Bovril is the trademark name of a thick and salty meat extract paste similar to yeast extract developed in the 1870s by John Lawson Johnston. It's sold in a distinctive bulbous jar and as cubes <laughs> and granules. Bovril is owned and distributed by Unilever UK. Its appearance is similar to Marmite and Vegemite. I like this line on the cultural significance tab. Since its invention, <laughs> Bovril has become an icon of British culture. It's commonly associated with football culture, since during the winter, British football fans in stadiums and terraces often drink it from thermos flasks, semicolon, or from disposable cups in Scotland, where thermoses are banned from football stadiums. <laughs> This is a band in Scotland. For what reason? Thermos is a band in Scotland. No, you cannot. See also Oxo. Mm, yeah. We that is use, grave, isn't it? Yeah, we we do use bovril cubes in our cooking. Goes well in a bolognese. Yeah. But yeah, nice. Just crumble one into your bolognese. But yeah, that's um that's about as much as I use. I don't I don't drink much of the bovril. I want to know why thermoses are banned in Scotland. So do I. Well, is, it the same, is it the same reason you can't take a can of Coke into a football stadium, probably? Yeah, but why specifically Scotland? What do they have against the thermos? <laughs> have, they, have, have people been misusing thermoses north of the border? Well, you know what old firm derbies get like, they probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sectarian chants and the hurling <laughs> of uh, thermoses. <laughs> Considering that Bovril is a Scottish invention, I am uh, I'm surprised that they are so um, anti-welcoming to their Bovril community. Inception, 1889. It's older than you, Dave. Yeah, only just, yeah, by a couple of months, I think. <laughs> Hugh didn't bring his, uh, bring his driving licence with him. He told me in no uncertain terms yesterday that he brought his driving <laughs> licence. And I saw Chris Fox, he didn't have gloves on. After I specifically said I want to see Chris Fox in gloves. He's obviously not listened to the last podcast, is he? We've lost Foxy. I think that's what it is. I wonder why. <laughs> Foxy. If, you're, Foxy. if you do listen to this one. <laughs> exactly. Tell us, what did we do? Or what didn't we do? More to the point. There we go. But, uh, but yeah, burgers and bovril. That's, uh, that, that's the only other thing I, uh, I had to say. How did, Jordan Bar- How did Jordan Barnett do? Don't be coming in here with your football talk. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah I was talk. just another thing. The man, you know, the manager compared him to Gareth Bale. Um, <laughs> sorry. The, <laughs> no, the what did he? The, the the, the, he <laughs> said. Um, he said, like no one imagined that Jordan Barnett would be playing on the left of a midfield three when he first signed for us, which is fair to say. Um, yeah. But he seems to be. Sounds like he's doing quite well in that position. Yeah. Again, he did well. He did well yesterday. I say he, he uh, created two of the goals because the the, the um, well, he was given an assist for both. 
uh, for, for, for two goals um, by the BBC website. And he took the corner that then came. How does how do assists work? Barnett took the, <laughs> right, because I thought it was whoever touched the ball before the player who um, scored it. Is that not an assist? Because you are assisting the, the striker. It's more on the contribution, is it not? So if so, this was the first goal. I'm pretty sure Jordan Barnett low corner to Dale Gorman. Dale Gorman hit it. It came off, let's say, Jack Robinson and went in. So is that not Dale Gorman's assist? Yes. I think that first goal is just going to be a mystery forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and, but then, as I I said before, he uh, played a very nice pass to uh, to find Charlie Wakefield for the uh, for the for the second as well. So, yeah. And he was he was up and down. There were some feisty tackles going in. I tell you, if anyone thought the feisty tackles were out of football, go to the Southern Premier South. I mean, Darren Saul was loving it. He was, uh, he was, he was chuckling away to himself on the uh, on the on the touchline where some of those tackles were going in. He was, uh, he was enjoying himself. The ninety-seven subs or however many they had at Yate Town were uh, were up in arms on a couple of occasions, but they put in some pretty feisty challenges of their own. But yeah, Jordan Barnett. Um, there was one where this guy went in. And uh, and he kind of like looked at him as if to say, "Yeah, I've done you." Jordan Barnett sprang back up, said something to him, and ran off. So uh, yeah, he was uh, he was uh, he was loving it. But yeah, he did um, he he did well, and I thought Dan Moss did well down the um, down the other side as well. Uh, Dan Moss with uh, with Wakefield on the right, wasn't it? All right, yeah, I was yeah. there. I should know, shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> you, you tell us, mate. I, don't know. <laughs> I was going to. I'll, I'll, I'll add it again. It was a long way away. A lot of it was a long way away. But yeah, he did well. He did. He did well again. And blah, we've got blah, blah, blah postman, probate yeah. lawyers. We've got momentum. We have apparently, which, but, but not expectation. Not too much expectation. Although, I mean, Ben, when was it? A couple of weeks ago. Was it Adam Barrington made that point about how we'd done in games, didn't he? He sent in a in a in a post and and you said at the time. So just imagine that was after the Woking game, maybe. I think. Uh, I thought it was after the Grimsby game, but yeah, one or the other. Yeah. Uh, well, if it's after, I, I'm I'm sure. And was it he... not Chris Angelo? No, it was it was Adam no, because was... we invited him on to take on the quiz, and if he wants to come on and take on the quiz, he's more than welcome to. I've I've got a quizzer for Thursday. Have but, you? Um, yeah, I've got a quizzer. I was there was someone who I've been speaking to. Uh, who's uh, <laughs> off the? Uh, someone. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Who, who I've I've invited on and he's accepted the challenge. But um, has he given far, you his driving license? To uh, well, he's far, he's he's far too young for the golden oldies. So um, oh, right, I'm gonna okay. have to. Uh, but I think um, I think Chris Angelo. Uh, the first time I've said it on on, on podcast. Did I get that right? I think so. Yeah. Okay, Chris Angelo. Hope I got that right, Chris. Uh, he, I reckon, could probably. He, he seems to have his knowledge of the earlier years of Yeovil Town's history, shall we say? But, but no. To uh, to go back, Adam Barrington. I'm sure. I, I'm pretty sure it was the Thursday when we recorded Thursday after the Woking game, and y- you said, Ben. I think so. Just think, if we get a good result at Solihull, we go through um, at uh, at Yate Town. Things could be looking uh, quite rosy by the time we get to to, to Eastleigh. And I have to say, manager spoke about momentum without uh, expectation. It looks all right, isn't it? At the um, at a moment, am I being positive, Polly, the podcaster? There, 
I like it. I'm a big fan. I'm about time people came around to my way of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's see how we do against Eastleigh, but um, we okay, against Woking and uh, and Solihull, you know, who are decent sides, aren't they? Yeah. And Thrash yeah. Gate Town and, and Lark Hall. Yeah. <laughs> Laughing. Certainly <laughs> beat Lark Hall now. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. say that. <laughs> Pressure's on now. Too much yeah. expectation of beating Lark Hall. It- <laughs> It is, it, is, it is very good that we've got three clean sheets in a row. I know it sounds silly, but if we can make it four against Larkall on Wednesday, you're going into, the, uh, you're going into that Eastleigh game off the back of, quick math, 90 times 480, 360 minutes without conceding. And that's got to do them good, especially with sort of players coming back into the fray and experience numbers. That's, that's going to do them really good. So, yeah, let's hope for a nice draw in the second round now, something that kind of whets the appetite or... Saints us, uh, makes us think we can go through, and you know who knows. Who knows? Let's hope for. A, I think I'd like a home game. I mean, I, you guys wouldn't, obviously. Yeah, but... I don't want. A home <laughs> I don't want a home game. No. I've now. I think I've got over the um, four games. The four games. Yeah, I'm now ready to uh, go back. So uh, should be there for Eastley on Saturday. You've recovered, have you? You've had yeah, your I think so. I mean, I've got a wedding on Friday. Oh, right. So I do need to make sure I'm, you know, <laughs> okay yeah. on Saturday. To, if to anyone's it. sat near Ian on Saturday, can you just keep the noise down a bit? <laughs> yeah. Please. Under uh, the H, isn't it? Yeah, that won't be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, there'll, be, there'll be at least 2,000 there, I guarantee it. Here's where the ultras turn up with their flares. Is there a flare, flare thrown on the pitch? There was a smoke bar. Now I remember, like yeah, when when I was, you know, uh, what would I have been like sixteen? So this is like 19, eighteen something or other. Um, uh, <laughs> Weren't used to go again. Two things that uh, I, I never used to take flares, but I, but I always used to take. Do you remember those air horns that you get? that they have like a canister of gas. I always used to take them to game. They were there, which was a bit of a retro throwback. And I do remember people. Uh, the um, at the Mad Hatters in town you used to be able to buy smoke bombs that were just like they looked like little bits of clay with a with a little wick coming out of them. Um, but they weren't like proper flares or anything like that. But it was the most pathetic looking smoke bomb I've ever seen. But it, it came on in the in the second. I think they'd had an attack and maybe one in a corner, and then someone threw a smoke bomb on, and it was. Don't really know why they they were singing at Grant Smith. You're going to cry in a minute. So I think maybe they were trying to wind him up about uh, about something. But ultimately, he was on a team that won five 0 So I don't think he was crying too much. To be fair, did he go up and hip thrust at them after the game? <laughs> I didn't know. Did him hip thrusting <laughs> at anybody? No. But uh, I did. Uh, was it in the um, on the the little montage? I'm sure it was the one that the club put out. They, uh, they yeah. showed. <laughs> Yeah, they sh- oh for the player of the month, wasn't it? They showed, uh, yeah, Grant Smith hip thrusting against um, well, the referee slash Brandon Goodship, I think. So, yeah, well, well played. To, I'm guessing that was Sam. Well played on that one. I'll be honest, Dave. When you said you used to buy air horns and take them to the football, I had you more down as one of them wooden claps and things that you roll around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. of them wooden clapper things. What are they called? You know, you've probably got a few. Uh, a clacker. <laughs> clacker. There you go. Yeah. 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 
I mean, I, I probably got them. They're in my black and white box, you know, from when the world was in black and white. <laughs> so they'll be in there somewhere, I think. <laughs> I think uh, I think Dave should take a Vuvuzela to the next away. <laughs> I've got one. I've got one. Have you? I've got one. They were awful, weren't they? What was it? <laughs> it was a South Africa South World Africa Cup, World Cup. Yeah, 2010. Yeah. And you this. I've genuinely got one. Drone. Are you going to play us out, Ben, with a Vuvuzela? It's not, I've no idea where it is, but I genuinely oh, have one from okay. South Africa as well. From South Africa? You've been to South Africa to purchase no, a Vuvuzela? I haven't. Um, oh. Someone at university did for the right. 2010 World Cup and then came back and was like, hey, it's a Vuvuzela. And I was like, of course it is. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe, maybe on Wednesday, on uh, Friday's podcast, Ben could play us in with a Vuvuzela. How about that? <laughs> well, I, I I thought this this weekend's podcast is, is a special one, isn't it? Is that not this week? Have I got my dates mixed up? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Have, yeah. I'm not. We're, I'm not. I'm not interested we're, in that. With a v- v- we're re- we're recording it this week. Oh. oh yeah. To go live, I think Wednesday the first of December. Oh. Uh, so he's sitting on it. He's gonna he's gonna incubate it. For yeah. A, we've got a content plan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> getting organised. The spreadsheets, little coloured tabs on them, and everything. There is. Yeah. I've, I've borrowed that from an employee. An employee? <laughs> yeah. And and we're, we're going to try and find an actual sponsor. Is that right? Oh, we don't know yet. Oh, we're not going to. I, I think we've already teed Bovro up. So yeah. I yeah, think well, it's just a matter of time. That hot, was that a hot drink pub? Teed him up. Uh, it wasn't, but it, it, it wasn't <laughs> it a deliberate now. one. <laughs> it wasn't what it is now. <laughs> oh, there you Right. I think we're I think we're happy. Are we happy? Happy. We are happy, happy indeed. What are we geared up for for the rest of our Sunday? I've got a I've got a to-do list. Oh. Mm, is that better? Is that better than bowling or worse than bowling? Oh better. By a mile. <laughs> By a mile. Yeah. I oh. have got a Roomba. You know, a Roomba. Uh yeah. that that little thing that 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 fairly poor quality hoover that goes around oh, my right. friend's little lad is obsessed with it and i'm not allowed to go around his house without taking my roomba with me <laughs> so uh and then uh, so so the roomba is on charge and i will be taking it around to uh yeah to young patrick to uh entertain him for <laughs> however long it takes me to have a, a brew with his dad <laughs> until the battery runs low yeah, and he's a Notts County fan. Apparently, he's going to take. Would you take a two-year-old to a to, to Rochdale in the FA Cup? That's what he's planning to do this afternoon. I wouldn't take a two-year-old to Rochdale. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did say to him that's probably child cruelty, but uh, that's what he's that's what he's planning to do. So um, we'll see. He might have thought better of it by now. The Roomba might be uh, more more impressive than Rochdale. Maybe for a two-year-old, I'd imagine it would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine, yeah. Not for a 36-year-old or whatever he is. <laughs> what about you, Ian? What are you up to? I think I'm going swimming imminently. Oh, right, okay. Um, and then I don't know. Just an oh, admin. admin. Indoors admin. Probably a to-do list, but not a to-do list. Just, should we do this? Okay. Well, well. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes on Thursday. Absolutely. You have an enjoyable one. Cheers, guys. Oh, hang on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I've got a shout out. Oh, yeah, you have, haven't you? Sorry, I've got got a shout out. So my sister sent me, forwarded me a picture of somebody listening to the Glovers cast in the car. So actual people properly listen. So I said I would give a shout out to 
Nick Knight, because your wife, Carol, said that you think the Glover's cast is brilliant. And clearly, Nick, you have incredible taste. So thank you, Nick, for listening in and spreading the good word Glover's cast out there to the masses of presumably Ilminster and the surrounding area. So thank you. Right, Sir Nick Knight. (laughs) Knight of the Glover's cast realm. (laughs) Oh, that's that's, that. Yeah, end of it. You've been banned for less than that, Dave. <laughs> end it there, end it there. <laughs> and with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis, he could win it! He probably has won it for Yeovil! Oh, and it's an opening goal! Stansfield, good turn away from Trot, goal! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.